Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Selena is with a guest today. <laughs> you might hear her if you're listening in. Uh, Sunny is with us, as it will be the norm for the foreseeable future, because you know what? Thank you, little one. Your commentary is not needed right now. <laughs> no, we... Uh, you know, this is a fierce marriage podcast, and you know what? This marriage just had this another what baby. What happens in marriage? This is what happened to get married? Yes, babies. Yes, and this beautiful little baby is uh, is growing, growing rapidly. So she needs to uh, be held a lot, and she, she always needs <laughs> to feed. Um, although she's much cuter than Gollum or whatever the the spider's name is on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Anyway, uh, today we have a you know an interesting episode. I think this topic is, you know, as a marriage podcaster, marriage writer, this is not the sort of topic that you drum up to uh, for clickbait, okay? Because I mean, to be honest, y'all are y'all are a bit uh, ver- voracious. Is that the right word for when you talk about sex? Everybody wants to hear talk about sex, and I get it. We've talked a lot about sex. <laughs> it's an exciting topic. All is right, it? big fan, is big it? fan of the. Uh, uh, of the sex god did a good thing the sex is i've had it at least four times (laughs) (laughs) four times you can prove just saying (laughs) allegedly more anyways uh today we're talking about service as an act of pursuit okay so again sex on one hand (laughs) service on the other uh so service is not sexy necessarily (laughs) not not servicing (laughs) selena (laughs) this is an adult podcast (laughs) No, it's not going to be an adult podcast. We're talking about service today. So anyway, I'm going to let Selena calm down and I'll see you on the other side. (laughs) How dare you? How dare dare you? How dare I? How dare you? You're the one that brought up the sex topic, so... No, I'm trying to contrast mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, if, if you With could... service. But don't try to serve to get what you want, okay? What? So that's called manipulation. <laughs> it's a manipulation tactic. Yes, it's true. It's true. And we'll talk about that later. So thanks for jumping the gun on that one. <laughs> no, uh, if you don't know who we are, <clears throat> welcome. Then we're, I'm sorry for this the first impression you've had of us. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I guess I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You tell them. Yeah. You tell those listeners and viewers. This is Sunny. This is Sunny. She is the fourth <laughs> daughter of ours. We are the Fredericks. I'm Ryan. This is Selena, uh, my beautiful, lovely bride, my the wife of my youth. Uh, I'm thankful to be able to do this ministry with her. And so, yeah, we spend our days writing books, creating content specifically for couples and pointing you to Christ because we want to see a generation of families who are built for the glory of Christ. Mm. And we can't wait to see in 30 years the kinds of babies our babies are raising. It'll be amazing. And I'm praying, <laughs> I'm praying that they are going to be little ones who love and know the Lord because of the seeds that are being sown here today. Wait to rhyme. I didn't realize I rhymed. You did with okay. the, the, the babies, the raising and amazing. Okay. That's the way to go. <laughs> I also moonlight as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rap battles, you know. Um, anyway, you so. Riff off later or something? Yeah, later. In the after hours podcast for, for Patreon members only. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're talking about service, and I, I we're having a lot of fun because I feel like this this topic gets a bad rap, but but honestly, our Savior, our King, hmm. taught us to serve. He modeled it. He just him being here on Earth was an act of service. He was the servant king. Ah, 
and he he tells husbands oh. to serve through through sacrifice to love sacrificially like christ did he tells wives to serve through submission like we have been like service is such it's so interlaced it's with such a blessing with yes. our faith and yet it's it's something that we can kind of like just over spiritualize and here we want to talk about it in spiritual terms we want to bring it down into the the marital reality that uh, it might serve you well to be a servant man i'm just Sound roll today. <laughs> okay. Well, and I think it's one distinction of the Christian life, right? I mean, there are other religions, a little, you know, that that service is more of an act of what? Let's be honest, it's an act of up. self-actualization. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it's all about like, yourself. There's, it's there's, not there's benevolence for benevolence's sake because it basically, you know, we want to feel. But what's the ultimate gain yeah. of benevolence? Well, it has to terminate somewhere. And we believe it terminates in being faithful to, to God for the glory of God that someone might be brought to no, into a saving knowledge of Christ. Well, and it's an obedience. It's not just, I'm going to give you food and, and say, have a good day. I'm going to give you food and say, do you know who Christ is? Right. Um, there you go. And that's, that's I think, the Christian model for service. So we do everything with a context. And so speaking of context, let's read from John chapter 13. Look at you. Starting in verse 12. <laughs> when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. So this is, of course, at the um, the Last Supper, and Jesus is, you know, headed, uh, you know, headed to Golgotha, and uh, he is headed to be crucified, and he is giving them this example of, mm. of service. And, and so as, so I just want to quickly glean three things from this, three kind of lessons that, that I think we can faithfully draw out of the scripture or we can read from the scriptures. And then I want to take a step back and ask some questions on how we can um, apply these into specifically our marriages. So the first lesson uh, is this, well, I mean, just, to, just actually as an overall kind of note here, it's astounding what Jesus is doing. So, he he's he's he is the king of kings the lord of lords and here he is showing up as the guest of honor by all i mean for these men and yet he he is he's modeling for them something that is completely counterintuitive even them they at this moment they wouldn't have assumed oh yeah jesus is going to wash our feet right now right it would not have been his you would not assume him to fulfill that role right right and yet he he surprised them and he, here he is he he does it and so when he does that, they're kind of taken back. And here's here's the first truth of the first maybe uh, lesson we can learn from this is that Jesus was foreshadowing his ultimate act of servanthood through death on the cross, okay? Again, foreshadowing is kind of one of these uh, maybe catch-all terms we can use that say, oh yeah, it kind of points to some dim, dim. it's a dim reflection of what's going to happen and what's to come. And, you know, but I think in this case, it's particularly potent because he is uh, he is taking on a servant's role. He is doing the thing that no one else wanted to do and he's modeling it for them because after he after he goes to the cross then we are then called to die to ourselves to die to our flesh to mm -hmm. to live unto christ paul says to live to live as christ to die as gain so he's he's modeling this level of service so that i think later on he would also model this a new level of service in his in his death right right, right. um and there's some nuance to be had and this is actually by the way it comes out of our book um well, it's the book I wrote for husbands called Husband in Pursuit. This is chapter 13. And uh, there's there's some actual pursuit 
check it out. Go to 31daypursuit.com. There's actually a pair of these books, uh, but they give you tangible ways to pursue your spouse over 31 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you do it together, it can make for a really uh, fun, sexy time for both of you. <laughs> it's not all about that. There's definitely some of that in there, but it's really just about pursuing one another and with actions that you can do. So I kind of want to read this part, or do you want to say something? Well, I just want to, I think, draw attention to the fact that when Christ is, those moments, I mean, his whole life was an act of service, you know, unto the Father and for us and for, to save our souls and to cover us with his blood. And, you know, and he didn't, I mean, he did it for himself, but not in like a selfish way, right? Is that accurate to say? Like he, there's, we're not just giving up. We're not just serving to serve because we've been called and told to serve. Like Jesus came because he loved. It's funny. He loved us and he it came out of, you know what I mean? Like it's. So I act- wrestled with this a service. lot. This is going to sound really dorky, but I wrestled with this a lot. The the Kantian view of 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 selflessness versus the Aristotelian view of selfless, selflessness. Oh, go ahead and explain so, that for those. Well, one has that to forget do no, no, those terms. No, no. That, uh, again, kidding. I said it, I said it's going to sound dorky. Here See, we are. I like upset it. my daughter. I'm very sorry. No, uh, what I meant by that, and this is why I, I I prefaced it, is because it sounds dorky. Because one of them is like basically the the, the root of ethics is like. Uh, a pure motive whereas the other it's like the outcome determines whether it's good or bad right right so to me as a a christian ethic is neither dependent on outcome or dependent necessarily on motive i would say it's dependent on obedience it's dependent on worship Mm. so i think there's a there's a christian way that is distinct right where we are we are called to be to serve as a as an act of worship and obedience unto god Right, but also, I mean, you're saying submission and self-sacrifice is a way of service. But the motive behind it, I think, is rooted in that the, yeah. the desire okay. to obey yeah. God. So I, I serve you because I love you, yes, and I get something from that. Uh, but ultimately, if I don't want to serve you, I have to I have to decide, am I going to rebel against God right now or I'm going to obey God? And I need to obey. Mm. Um, now, thankfully, more often than not, I, I, I like to serve you. I like when you serve me. I also like when you ask me to do things and don't imply that I should do them. <laughs> Never. <laughs> hey, the garbage is empty. <laughs> oh, that's nice to know. <laughs> I wonder if someone's going to empty that later. <laughs> 20 <laughs> years, friends. Almost 20 years and I'm still learning how to talk good no, to I, him. And I'm still learning how not to be a, a belligerent husband. <laughs> I wouldn't say belligerent. I'd say oblivious. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. No. I'm definitely not, not oblivious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) all right so first the first kind of lesson is that got jesus is foreshadowing kind of his ultimate act of service so in a sense our service is reflecting that ultimate act okay uh the second lesson i'm just gonna keep going because you're doing the the, the baby thing it's okay the second lesson is that jesus was countering the proud attitudes of the disciples so i'm just gonna read from this chapter it says in luke's parallel account do you mind kid (laughs) i want to talk Please. In Luke's parallel account, the disciples were caught fighting over who would be regarded as the greatest. That's in Luke 22, 24. Jesus' example of humility and servanthood would have shocked them. How could he, their teacher, stoop to such a level? Jesus used his own example to remind them that the, quote, leader is one who serves. That's from verse 26. Mm-hmm. In God's economy, the greatest are the least, the richest are the poorest, and the least shall be first. He was discrediting their proud attitudes and refocusing them on what matters. Hmm. Okay. So he was countering the proud attitude. So am I proud in my attitude toward my wife? Hmm. Am, I, am I being proud and not taking the inference that the garbage needs to go out <laughs> and just saying, 
I, I hear you. Well, I'm I picking mean, up what you're putting down. <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. Don't be too. I mean, so can you be proud and actually surf? Is that the question, right? Mm, wow. Yeah, probably not. Right. You're manipulating at that point. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. If you're proud and you can you can go through the actions, but again, like you said, it's a heart. It's got to be a heart not desired. It has to reflect that you love God and that you want to be obedient to him versus. Right. So I'm like, I took to the garbage out. Are you happy? <laughs> right. Look, look at all these good things I did for you. Right. Yeah. Again, that comes back to my motives are clearly self-serving. Right. And maybe in pride, maybe there's a way to, to nuance the pride even more than that. But I, I, well, I Jesus, think in general, it'd be hard to serve and, Jesus, and be prideful at the same time. Yeah. Obviously he was sinless. So him, you know, I just think he models it obviously to perfection of serving and being patient and long suffering. <laughs> I don't know. It just, his level of service is of course off the charts. I mean, living, dying for us is, is I, I keep coming back to that because it just yeah. speaks so loudly. Yeah. So the second one was that Jesus was countering the proud attitudes of the disciples. And I think his model of service can also counter our pr proud attitudes. Third, uh, the last one we'll cover today is that Jesus reminded his disciples to follow his example by serving one another. So Jesus is saying, listen, this act of service is, is what I'm foreshadowing the ultimate act of service. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, when you serve one another, you will be reflecting that because it'll be after the fact. Mm -hmm. Second, you can't serve and also be proud. And the third one is how you do this is you serve one another. You serve one another. Um, I'll, uh, I'll read this next part as well. As they sat down to eat, there, was, there were no servants in sight who could wash their feet. Yet it didn't occur to any of them to step in and serve their brothers in that way. As I mentioned, washing feet wasn't a formality or a nicety. It was required. It was a required prerequisite to a sanitary meal. To refuse to wash each other's feet would have been to say, I'd rather not eat than do that. There's a good chance the notion of washing the other's feet occurred to one of them. But as we can see, no one acted on it. Jesus' example is a potent reminder that we're called to get our hands dirty by serving others. And we shouldn't allow pride or forgetfulness to get in the way. Um, and so I go on to say, I'm sure you're starting to see the parallels here. So... How, what are the parallels? So we, we are called clearly to serve, not just kind of out in the ether, right? We are called to serve each other. Right. Um, and again, we're talking in the marriage context. You could say we call it, we serve our brothers. We serve fellow humans. We serve our sisters in Christ. We serve in all these different capacities, but this isn't just it's an ethereal serv service. Right. There is a very tangible aspect, getting your yeah. hands dirty, yeah. doing the hard thing uh, and doing it in light of who Christ is. Right. Well, and he did it. I mean, like you said, it's it's not something that's out there that sounds ideal. That you know, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll post this thing and it will serve others. It's like, no, you need to be. It's great if you want to post that kind of stuff, but if you're not serving at home and your family is not feeling served, your husband is not feeling loved and served, and you are not loving and serving the Lord yourself, I, I don't. I would question kind of the words that were that would be flowing out onto a post. It sounds so silly, but I'm just, I'm just saying like you, you need to, yeah. it starts, starts here with you first. So here's a, um, I agree with that. I want to get us thinking in these terms because, um, sometimes we can, we can think of, um, service too uh, cerebrally in our own, in our mm -hmm. heads. Mm -hmm. So to help with that, I have this reflection question. Again, this comes from our book, uh, husband in pursuit. 
There's a wife in pursuit as well, and I'm reading it right now. This is a reflection question. Think of one time in the past when you've been served radically and unexpectedly. How did that make you feel? What effect did it have on your heart, your attitude, and appreciation? Hmm. Can you think of any any instance of being served radically? Yeah, I mean, can you? I mean, there's thousands of them where I've served you in that way. <laughs> no, I guess I was with you, or just with in general. Just in general, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But. No, I think anytime we've had a baby, we've been hmm. served. Especially, you know, even this last time is just so recent and fresh in my head is. We've been served meals. We've been served by people taking care of our other kids and and taking them out for fun things to do. I mean, I feel like you you your attitude and how you serve me when things are kind when I feel like I'm kind of spiraling and not able to keep up with things. When you can come in and sweep in and be calm and say, "What can I do? How can I help you?" Like having those phrases, hmm. just ready to go. And that's what that is. What truly like is dynamite yeah. to me about you when you're well, and I'm I can like, say the same thing. really serving and loving me. It's you're, yeah. you're happy about it. I'm you're gracious you to do it. Yeah. Oh, I do love to do it because I know that the need is clear. And, and frankly, part of that is coming from the fact that I see your body literally being broken to bring forth new life for our family, not just broken in a moment, but broken over 10 months <laughs> slowly <laughs> until you crack like an Easter egg. Okay. <laughs> Wow. That went downhill real fast. <laughs> so it, so <laughs> the, the, the feelings mutual is what I'm trying to say. Uh, one instance that came to mind is our friends um, down in Georgia. Okay. So we get the, the, um, the opportunity to go to a marriage collective once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a thing where people like us get together and put our heads together and, and, and think and talk and encourage and, and rest and get fed. Yeah. And it's, um, <clears throat> it's hosted by, uh, the, the folks at Chick-fil-A, okay? And it's part of their ministry. They have a marriage. It's it's hard to explain. They're very, very gracious. That's what I'm getting at. Do you not feel like incredibly served at those events? Yes. <clears throat> like yes. it's not this, it's not that there's, you know, it's over the top. It's just, you know, like everything is thought through. Like every every I is dotted, every T is crossed. You might and, have to stop for a minute. All right, we're back. And uh, I, the, oh, I did it. <laughs> Daddy's got the touch. <laughs> Um, what I was saying is that the Chick-fil-A stuff is uh, when we go, and even if you've been to their restaurants, it feels like they're. this is just the attitude. They say my pleasure. After yeah, yeah. And, so, just- and our friends have a way of serving us in that way in that way as well. And the way our family, just anyway, anytime we've been served in that, that way, it's always felt incredible. And it feels like you feel loved in a really unique, undisputable way. Absolutely. And you're filled. I feel like even serving others, you get filled, and then by being served, you get filled. So either way, you're you're being filled up to be poured out once again for God's glory yeah. uh, and for the building of unity and intimacy with your spouse. Again, it's is not a like, hey, I'm going to pour into you so I can get what I want later. That's that's not what it is at all. It's yeah, a, it's not that manipulation. Yeah, it's a sacrificial. Yeah. It's a I don't always feel like doing or responding like this, but I know that when I do, I'm it, it's. It's an act of love. It's an act of service. It's an act of, mm, that's good. Uh, yeah, caring for you. <laughs> so the challenge the is here. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast episode and you, and you felt this kind of like, yeah, I want to dive in and try to serve my spouse in some way. I'm, we're just going to say this. What is What are three ways that you can serve your husband, serve your wife uh, proactively? Yeah. Um, I would even. And, and it's going to be contextual. Like yeah. for me, and Selena, you mentioned this already, but um one of the clearest ways that I can serve you is just by asking. 
How can I help you? <laughs> what can I do? Can I make dinner tonight? Yeah. Always that. Always that. I'm just <laughs> can, like, yes. Can I take the kids? Can I, can I, whatever that thing is, if yeah. I, I'll go into a situation. I'll sense, okay, there is a little bit of a situational awareness here. Situation going on here and I'm aware of it. <laughs> like you just said. <laughs> and I'll say, okay, where is the wild card here? And how can I get that wild card out of the situation? <laughs> Whether it's dinner or the, the one kid that's, you know, being extra needy and, and naggy. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> what, what can I do to make, you know, to help diffuse this bomb. Yeah, and it's not usually a big thing. Usually just, you don't have to say, hey, I mean, you can say, hey, let's find a sitter and go out on a date. But usually when you just come in and, and identify what's happening and how you can respond or how you can ask, I mean, that's just, that's a that's dynamite to me. Like I said, it's just, I don't know. I keep going back and I feel Boom. like I'm going like this in my conversation. It's I'm okay. sorry. So we got a baby in the mix. So, <laughs> so yeah, what are three ways? Uh, I would encourage you to think through that. Um, how, how can you serve me? How would you serve me? <laughs> I know what you're trying to ask. Yeah. How would, <laughs> how would you love to serve me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. How would you like me to serve you? I'd really like for you to love to serve me in some way. Um, <laughs> Uh, you're asking me this. I was asking, how can you serve your spouse? How could a wife serve her no, husband? You, you. I mean, yeah, sure, a wife. <laughs> what <laughs> are you wife asking? Being you. <laughs> how can I serve you well? So my idea to serve you well <laughs> is to ask you, what can I do? What's your idea to serve? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it's hard because sometimes I think I project what I would, how I would want to be served. There's the smudgeness. But. You, I, you know, we make dinner for you. We do these things, but the real things I think that really get to your heart are are just those deep and annoying things of like, hey, your attitude. No, I'm kidding. Deep and annoying. <laughs> no, it's because it's because you're like, you know, I feel like you're on edge and you're not like you want me to do it with a happy heart and you want me to be happy and joyful down to my core. And I'm like, can I just be happy on my face right now because my core is really frustrated right now. <laughs> you Honestly, want the through that, and through the true. I have felt and you want, so loved when I know that you're responding um, like consciously with a happy heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, sometimes I like, I can respond here, but this is hard. <laughs> here in your face, but not in your heart. Here in my face gotcha. and not in my heart. And so that's a, that's like a true, he, sometimes I'm like, can I serve you a different way? <laughs> Cause that's hard. <laughs> but again, service is not always meant to be easy, right? We're supposed to get down into the nitty gritty mm. of washing those feet. But how would, what is, what is a way that I can serve you that maybe I'm not aware of? Cause I'm not always situationally aware when I've got four of the oh, kids so that are like, you are, gosh, you serve me in a thousand ways. Oh, so uh, there's no need to improve then. Honestly, just like, you know how, like in the mornings when you come down, I can tell like in a millisecond, is this going to be a good morning or not? <laughs> how was the night rather was, that was a better <laughs> And when you come down and I get the sense that you're happy to be alive. <laughs> Usually if you make me husband. coffee, I'm always happy to be alive. No, I'm kidding. Just a hint for you. But again, back to serving. You. <laughs> Trying to be clear. Here we are. <laughs> you can How serve, do you want to serve be you served? Serving me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> hey, it's, <laughs> what do you call that? It's circular <laughs> service. That's what that is. <laughs> and it's about time anyway, I think to talk about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See how I, I baby whispered this baby? <laughs> it only took till our fourth kid for him to be able to do this. How dare you? <laughs> you are just I'm in rare form today. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. You know what? You're gonna get canceled after this. It's gonna be the Ryan show. <laughs> <laughs> then no one will listen.
No, seriously, if you don't know who Jesus is, we're talking about service. If you heard that, the you know the story of Jesus washing their feet, that's the Savior we we know. Mm. He is a King, but He is the servant King, and He is our Lord, but He is our loving Lord, and yeah. He is a Shepherd, but He is the good Shepherd. He's not just you know he he's not run of the mill. He is unlike <laughs> anyone else, and He is our Savior. His name is Jesus. If you don't know Him, if you don't haven't placed your faith in Him, if you don't even know what that means. We have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. It lays out basic Christian belief and a few steps you can take um, toward getting to know and getting uh, and following Jesus, placing your faith in him. So we, we hope that you would do that. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for um, loving us so well. You humbled yourself even to death on a cross that we might know you, that we might be saved in you, that you might cast our sin as far as the east is from the west, that our transgressions are no longer held against us. You have borne them on the cross and they have... You have uh, bared the consequence, bore mm-hmm. the consequence of our sin. All is the good servant leader. Mm-hmm. Also, Christ, you are our war captain. You are our king. You are our triumphant savior, God. And we, we trust that someday that we won't uh, that we won't that death will not uh, retain its sting, and tears will be wiped away, all because of your goodness, Lord. And for those reasons, our hope is in you. We serve because our hope is in you. We serve because there's no greater call than to love and obey Mm. you. So Jesus, I pray that you'd help us to do that. Help us serve one another in light of your service toward us and in light of your goodness, your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you want to partner with us, we haven't uh, somehow lost you at this point. (laughs) Go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We would love that. Um, You know what? We got mouths to feed, all right? If if you're not looking at the screen and you're, you're on the podcast you can't see the little mouth i have to feed but the partnering is part of the way we do that just saying (laughs) i don't have dad arms yet my bicep is on fire (laughs) you better end this episode all right this episode of fierce marriages in the can see you again in about seven days until next time stay fierce